Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello. This is Adam. Welcome to Sound Sleep. I am very excited to share that Sound Sleep, the premium feed, is now available. For less than $1 a week, you get bonus episodes, ad-free early releases, and you get to support this podcast. It's super simple, and you can listen in your favorite podcast app. Head to soundsleeppodcast.com or look in the show notes for more information. I really hope you enjoy this week's story. And if you'd like to tell me what you think, feel free to let me know with a review of the podcast. Or you can send me a message on Instagram or in the Facebook group. Several studies suggest that music enhances sleep because of its effects on the regulation of hormones, including the stress hormone cortisol. Being stressed and having elevated levels of cortisol can increase alertness and lead to poor sleep. Listening to music decreases levels of cortisol, which may explain why it helps put people at ease and release stress. I truly hope you enjoy the music in this episode. It was made specifically for us, using methods to promote deep sleep. perfectly pairs them 
with music that she personally selects. You'll be snoozing in no time to pride and prejudice. The wonderful Wizard of Oz. Or you could easily get hooked on her 12-part Constellation series. Check out Dreamful wherever you listen to podcasts. This episode is sponsored by Coach Me Greg. If you're like me, you have a lot of big ideas and plans. You want to be productive and get fulfillment out of your life. And if you're like me, you may feel like sometimes you need a little help to be your best, to keep you on target and motivated so you can achieve what you set out to do. So if you're like me, well, then you should go to coachmegreg.com. I've received tremendous value from working with Greg. He's easy to talk with and there's no judgment. I can count on him to help me find the best solution and schedule. He makes everything very easy and I find it very helpful to have someone I can trust working with me and rooting for me as I try to get the most out of life that I can. Go to coachmegreg.com. Schedule your free consultation today. Before we begin our story, I'd like you to visualize the most comfortable winter setting you can imagine. A place of peace and happiness, possibly in front of a warm fireplace with your favorite blanket. Maybe reading a book with a hot drink in your favorite cafe. Whatever your perfect idea of warmth and happiness may be, let these feelings of comfort and contentment take over your body and feel their energy as you sink into your bed. Stay with that pleasant feeling as we begin our story. As you listen, allow this warmth, comfort, bring you deep into a sound sleep. Cinderella. 
wife of a rich man fell sick. And as she felt that her end was drawing near, she called her only daughter to her bedside and said, Dear child, be good and pious, and then the good God will always protect you, and I will look down on you from heaven and be near you. Thereupon she closed her eyes and departed. Every day the maiden went out to her mother's grave and wept, and she remained pious and good. When winter came, the snow spread a white sheet over the grave, and by the time the spring sun had drawn it off again, the man had taken another wife. The woman had brought with her into the house two daughters, who were beautiful and fair of face, but vile and black of heart. Now began a bad time for the poor stepchild. Is the stupid goose to sit in the parlor with us? He who wants to eat bread must earn it. Out with the kitchen wench. They took her pretty clothes away from her, put an old gray bedgown on her, and gave her wooden shoes. Just look at the proud princess. How decked out she is. They cried and laughed and led her into the kitchen. There she had to do hard work from morning till night. Get up before daybreak, carry water, light fires, cook and wash. Besides this, the sisters did her every imaginable injury. They mocked her and emptied her peas and lentils into the ashes so that she was forced to sit and pick them out again. In the evening, when she had worked till she was weary, she had no bed to go to, but had to sleep by the hearth in the cinders. And as on that account, she always looked dusty and dirty. They called her Cinderella. It happened that the father was once going to the fair, and he asked his two stepdaughters what he should bring back for them. Beautiful dresses, said one. Pearls and jewels, said the second. And you, Cinderella, said he. What will you have? Father, break off for me the first branch which knocks against your hat on your way home. So he bought beautiful dresses, pearls and jewels for his two stepdaughters. And on his way home, as he was riding through a green thicket, a hazel twig brushed against him and knocked off his hat. Then he broke off the branch and took it with him. When he reached home, he gave his stepdaughters the things which they had wished for. And to Cinderella, he gave the branch from the hazel bush. Cinderella thanked him, went to her mother's grave and planted the branch on it, and wept so much 
that the tears fell down on it and watered it. And it grew and became a handsome tree. Thrice a day Cinderella went and sat beneath it and wept and prayed. And a little white bird always came on the tree. And if Cinderella expressed a wish, the bird threw down to her what she had wished for. It happened, however, that the king gave orders for a festival, which was to last three days, and to which all the beautiful young girls in the country were invited, in order that his son might choose himself a bride. When the two stepsisters heard that they too were to appear among the number, they were delighted, called Cinderella and said, Comb our hair for us, brush our shoes, and fasten our buckles, for we are going to the wedding at the king's palace. Cinderella obeyed, but wept, because she too would have liked to go with them to the dance and begged her stepmother to allow her to do so. You go, Cinderella, said she, covered in dust and dirt as you are, and would go to the festival. You have no clothes and shoes, and yet would dance. As, however, Cinderella went on asking, the stepmother said at last, I have emptied a dish of lentils into the ashes for you. If you have picked them out again in two hours, you shall go with us. The maiden went through the back door into the garden and called. You tame pigeons, you turtle doves, and all you birds beneath the sky, come and help me to pick the good into the pot, the bad into the crop. Then two white pigeons came in by the kitchen window, and afterwards the turtle doves, and at last all the birds beneath the sky came whirring and crowding in, and alighted amongst the ashes, and the pigeons nodded with their heads and began pick, 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 and the rest began also pick, pick, and gathered all the good grains into the dish. Hardly had one hour passed before they had finished, and all flew out again. Then the girl took the dish to her stepmother, and was glad, and believed that now she would be allowed to go with them to the festival. But the stepmother said, No, Cinderella, you have no clothes and you cannot dance. You would only be laughed at. And as Cinderella wept at this, the stepmother said, If you can pick two dishes of lentils out of the ashes for me in one hour, you shall go with us. And she thought to herself that she most certainly cannot do again. When the stepmother had emptied the two dishes of lentils amongst the ashes, 
the maiden went through the back door into the garden and cried, You tame pigeons, you turtle doves, and all you birds beneath the sky, come and help me to pick the good into the pot and the bad into the crop. Then two white pigeons came in by the kitchen window, and afterwards the turtle doves, and at length all the birds beneath the sky came whirring and crowding in, and alighted amongst the ashes, and the doves nodded with their heads, and began pick, 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 and the others began also pick, 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 and gathered all the good seeds into the dishes, and before half an hour was over, they had already finished, and all flew out again. Then the maiden was delighted, and believed that she might now go with them to the wedding. But the stepmother said, All this will not help. You cannot go with us, for you have no clothes and cannot dance. We should be ashamed of you. On this, she turned her back on Cinderella and hurried away with her two proud daughters. As no one was now at home, Cinderella went to her mother's grave behind the hazel tree and cried. Shiver and quiver, little tree, silver and gold throw down over me. Then the bird threw a silver and gold dress down to her, and slippers embroidered with silk and silver. She put on the dress with all speed and went to the wedding. Her stepsisters and stepmother, however, did not know her and thought she must be a foreign princess, for she looked so beautiful in the golden dress. They never once thought of Cinderella, and believed that she was sitting at home in the dirt, picking lentils out of the ashes. The prince approached her, took her by the hand, and danced with her. He would dance with no other maiden, and never let loose of her hand. And if anyone else came to invite her, he said, This is my partner. She danced till it was evening, and then she wanted to go home. But the king's son said, I will go with you and bear you company, for he wished to see to whom the beautiful maiden belonged. She escaped from him, however, and sprang into the pigeon house. The king's son waited until her father came, and then he told him that the unknown maiden had leapt into the pigeon house. The old man thought, Can it be Cinderella? And they had to bring him an axe that he might smash the pigeon house to pieces. But no one was inside it. And when they got home, 
Cinderella lay in her dirty clothes among the ashes, and a dim little oil lamp was burning on the mantelpiece, for Cinderella had jumped quickly down from the back of the pigeon house and had run to the little hazel tree, and there she had taken off her beautiful clothes and laid them on the grave, and the bird had taken them away again. And then she had seated herself in the kitchen amongst the ashes in her gray gown. Next day, when the festival began afresh, and her parents and the stepsisters had gone once more, Cinderella went to the hazel tree and said, Shiver and quiver, my little tree, silver and gold throw down over me. Then the bird threw down a much more beautiful dress than on the preceding day. And when Cinderella appeared at the wedding in this dress, everyone was astonished at her beauty. The king's son had waited until she came and instantly took her by the hand and danced with no one but her. When others came and invited her, he said, This is my partner. When evening came, she wished to leave, and the king's son followed her and wanted to see into which house she went. But she sprang away from him and into the garden behind the house. Therein stood a beautiful tall tree on which hung the most magnificent pears. She clambered so nimbly between the branches, like a squirrel that the king's son did not know where she was gone. He waited until her father came and said to him, The unknown maiden has escaped from me, and I believe she has climbed up the pear tree. The father thought, Can it be Cinderella? And had an axe brought and cut the tree down, but no one was in it. And when they got into the kitchen, Cinderella lay there among the ashes as usual, for she had jumped down on the other side of the tree and taken the beautiful dress to the bird and the little hazel tree and put on her gray gown. On the third day, when the parents and sisters had gone away, Cinderella went once more to her mother's grave and said to the little tree, Shiver and quiver, my little tree, silver and gold throw down over me. And now the bird threw down to her a dress, which was more splendid and magnificent than any she had yet had, and the slippers were golden. And when she went to the festival in the dress, no one knew how to speak for astonishment. The king's son danced with her only, 
and if anyone invited her to dance, he said, This is my partner. When evening came, Cinderella wished to leave, and the king's son was anxious to go with her, but she escaped from him so quickly that he could not follow her. The king's son, however, had employed a ruse and had caused the whole staircase to be smeared with pitch. And there, when she ran down, had the maiden's left slipper remained stuck. The king's son picked it up, and it was small and dainty, and all golden. Next morning, he went with it to the father and said to him, No one shall be my wife but she whose foot this golden slipper fits. Then were the two sisters glad, for they had pretty feet. The eldest went with the shoe into her room and wanted to try it on, and her mother stood by, but she could not get her big toe into it, and the shoe was too small for her. Then her mother gave her a knife and said, Cut the toe off. When you are queen, you will have no more need to go on foot. The maiden cut the toe off, forced the foot into the shoe, swallowed the pain, and went out to the king's son. Then he took her on his horse as his bride and rode away with her. They were obliged, however, to pass the grave and there, on the hazel tree, sat the two pigeons and cried, Turn and peep, turn and peep, there's blood within this shoe. The shoe it is too small for her. Turn and peep, turn and peep, there's blood within the shoe. The shoe it is too small for her. The true bride waits for you. Then he looked at her foot and saw how the blood was trickling from it. He turned his horse round and took the false bride home again and said she was not the true one and that the other sister was to put on the shoe. Then this one went into her chamber and got her toes safely into the shoe, but her heel was too large. So her mother gave her a knife and said, Cut a bit off your heel. When you are queen, you will have no more need to go on foot. The maiden cut a bit off her heel, forced her foot into the shoe, swallowed the pain, and went out to the king's son. He took her on his horse as his bride and rode away with her. But when they passed by the hazel tree, Two pigeons sat on it and cried, Turn and peep, turn and peep, there's blood within the shoe. The shoe it is too small for her. The true bride waits for you. He looked down at her foot and saw how the blood was running out of her shoe and how it had stained her white stocking quite red. Then 
he turned his horse and took the false bride home again. This also is not the right one, said he. Have you no other daughter? No, said the man. There is still a little stunted kitchen wench, which my late wife left behind her, but she cannot possibly be the bride. The king's son said he was to send her up to him. But the mother answered, Oh no, she is much too dirty. She cannot show herself. But he absolutely insisted on it, and Cinderella had to be called. She first washed her hands and face clean, and then went and bowed down before the king's son, who gave her the golden shoe. Then she seated herself on a stool, drew her foot out of the heavy wooden shoe, and put it into the slipper, which fitted like a glove. And when she rose up, and the king's son looked at her face, he recognized the beautiful maiden who had danced with him, and cried, That is the true bride. The stepmother and the two sisters were horrified and became pale with rage. He, however, took Cinderella on his horse and rode away with her. As they passed by the hazel tree, the two white doves cried, Turn and peep, turn and peep. No blood is in the shoe. The shoe is not too small for her. The true bride rides with you. And when they had cried that, the two came flying down and placed themselves on Cinderella's shoulders, one on the right, the other on the left, and remained sitting there when the wedding with the king's son was to be celebrated. The two false sisters came and wanted to get into favor with Cinderella and share her good fortune. When the betrothed couple went to church, the elder was at the right side and the younger at the left, and the pigeons pecked out one eye from each of them. Afterwards, as they came back, the elder was at the left and the younger was at the right, and then the pigeons pecked out the other eye from each, and thus for their wickedness and falsehood, they were punished with blindness all their days, all their days. <laughs>